Yesterday, I was speaking with someone who told me she'd been diagnosed with vascular disease and that it was considered irreversible. Well, that got us into a conversation that I consider a very important topic. Um, now, I have my own personal experience of, air quotes, healing the impossible. And I've also got over 26 years in the mind-body healing field. And over that time, I've come to believe that there's something that matters way more than method or belief when it comes to physical healing. Spoiler alert, it's congruence. And in today's episode, I'm going to give you my perspective on why congruence is the secret to healing the impossible. We're going to talk about the myth of impossible, what I mean by congruence in this context, and what the challenges are to finding and maintaining your congruence. Plus, I'll give you my perspective on why some symptoms are a gift you can use rather than a problem to solve. So stay with me and let's dive into this juicy topic. Hit it, Kim. Welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast. You're in the right place if you're a growth-seeking being who acknowledges the challenges and delights of your humanity on the path to an ever more conscious life. If you want to feel inspired to love and accept yourself, to feel free to be and express you in all your brilliance, if you want to truly value yourself and others and feel energized and alive both at home and in the world, then sit back and take a breath as you explore and grow the brilliance of your beautiful human self with your host, the father of non-personal awareness and creator of the MPA process, Joel Young. Hello, 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 and welcome to the BA Brilliant Human Podcast with me, Joel Young. I'm delighted that you're here. We are on episode number 86, which if you're a regular, you'll know that means you can go and find the show notes. If you go to www.babrilliantshuman.com slash 86. And if you are new to the show, welcome. And there are 85 previous episodes at this point. <laughs> if you're joining now, if you're joining later, there'll be more um, that you can go and enjoy. And if you know the number of the episodes, I often reference them in these. You can just do that, www.babrilliantshuman.com slash the number of the episode and find the show notes for that or just go to that core url um, and you'll find a list there of all the ones that we've done in the past so thanks so much for being here um if you like this at any point during the show you're listening go oh, this is pretty cool um hit that subscribe button uh, you'll get notifications of every time a new episode comes out and of course it's a great help to me because it tells the podcast platforms um that you think i'm cool and if you think I'm cool, then they'll think I'm cool and they'll tell other people that I'm cool. <laughs> it's a positive loop. So go ahead, hit that subscribe button. So before we get into the content today, um, it would be crazy of me not to mention that uh, right now we've got MPA Mastery. The doors are open. Now, if you're brand new and going, MPA Mastery, what's he talking about? I should start at the beginning. MPA stands for Non-Personal Awareness. And people first meet it usually with the MPA process. Um, it's something that obviously I talk about a lot on this show um, because I'm probably best known as the creator and custodian of MPA. Uh, in a nutshell, it's a simple way to stop taking taking things personally. Uh, deeper than that, really, it's about if you really dive into non-personal awareness and MPA the process, then it's going to change your life. That's a bold statement, isn't it? It's going to change your life. But how, Joel? How will it change your life? Well, it's really simple, but what it does is when you stop taking things personally, you go from being that gnarly old frying pan where you stick an egg in it to fry it up. 
and it gets all stuck and it's a nightmare to clean and you end up always with stuff remaining on it um, to a nice shiny brand new Teflon one where you can have the perfect egg cooked, fully experience it and yet it will just slide off with no residue. How fab is that? Um, you can download the process absolutely free. You'll find it on today's show notes uh, throughout the Be A Brilliant Human website or you can go to the sort of core of where MPA is talked about which is joelyoungmpa.com or if you're interested in the courses you can go to the npaacademy.com and speaking of courses that whole resistance free effect of MPA you can use it for personal development just work on yourself in that way um, but in the hands if you're a coach or a therapist a change worker of some sort then in your hands it's going to become something which transforms your practice not only going on to mpa mastery do you get a whole suite of tools that are in the vein of magic that is mpa um, but mpa mastery is really about becoming um i'm going to be bold again and say in the top one to four percent of all therapists coaches and change workers on the planet why because threaded through mpa and certainly within the mastery course It'll show you how you can become completely resistance-free. Resistance, uh, resistance is everything. <laughs> it's like it really is. If you're a practicing coach, resistance. If you get sticky clients, clients that are blocking you, there's resistance at play, and um, and that can also affect how many clients you attract and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but in the course, in the mastery course, it's we're going to really look at how you can become completely frictionless in your approach to your clients not just with mpa as a tool but across the board whatever modalities you use whatever um, approach you currently use the underlying thing that you'll get from mpa mastery is that ability to be completely frictionless and that is the secret key to becoming like absolutely like having the x factor in your client's eyes which means of course they will then uh make effortless referrals to you talk about you uh beyond just saying you know imagine the difference <laughs> as good client i mean it's good client testimonials say yeah that was really good but it was hard work versus it was it was amazing it was magical and it was so easy uh that's that's a kind of testimonials are gonna get people <laughs> knocking on your door big time so if you're even interested slightly in that, if you're a coach, a therapist of some kind, or if you're thinking of becoming one, then go and check out, I will link this in the notes, but if you go to the mpaacademy.com slash mpamastery, one word, and if you just want to chat with me, um, you can just, just reach out in some form on a comment, an email, um, on uh, on social media, on direct message, some in some form, and just say, hey, I'm interested, and we can have a chat. I'd love to talk to you if you're interested in that. All right, so today we're talking about why congruence is the secret to healing the impossible. This is a topic that's very dear to my heart. Um, for the sake of legality, <laughs> I do need to say in this topic, which is full of legality, um, these are my opinions and based on my observations over 26 years of working in this field. Uh, but they're not based on any, you know, scientific studies or that kind of stuff. So you really need to make up your own mind and your own opinions. Um, I'm literally just offering you my perspective. There we go. Legal shit done. <laughs> I've been enjoyed this show. Let's get into the topic and let's talk about congruence and healing the impossible. 
All right, all right. So the first bit I want to talk about is the idea of impossible. I always say I'm a possibility thinker. <laughs> Going to put some caveats on it, but fundamentally, I guess because of my own experience, I I do believe that it's possible um, to heal anything, um, to really to to find a way where we can, in a sense, transcend that sort of physical barrier and begin to manipulate in a more fluid way how our body responds to our energy. Now, in that discussion last night about uh, vascular disease, one of the things that uh, this lady raised was she said, well, I know that, you know, it used to be that people thought that diabetes was irreversible and, and now people are starting to reverse it. And I thought, well, I've got that experience in my own family life because my, my dad, who was diagnosed with diabetes, has done exactly that and you know he's not someone who's necessarily into uh the woo-woo end of things but he's he's more of a scientist he's a professor so he's like he, he does his research but he the thing that is really important there is he has a very strong will um and he combines his will with his sort of scientific view and finds a way and he has done exactly that he's reversed his diabetes which is amazing and so there are these examples, and I'm going to come back to that example shortly when we talk about congruence, because that is an example of where someone is fully congruent in the method they use. But put that on the shelf for now. For my own sake, I have my own, as I said in the intro, my own personal experience of, in quotes, healing the impossible. So I want to share that story with you. I'm going to put a picture up on the show notes. If Again, if you go to www.beabrillianhuman.com slash 86, you'll see a picture of my little finger. <laughs> oh, my little finger, you know, between what's officially called the middle and distal phalanges. There's a scar that goes right across where the crease is in the finger. And in a way, uh, it's interesting to me because this is a quite a long time ago when I was early days when I was getting into the whole mind-body healing arena. And I came in as a, as a skeptic, really, um questioning it but i would see i would see things happening i would see people with physical conditions that would go away with the healing work that i was doing and you know i often say be careful what you pray for <laughs> but i'm pretty sure i put out a prayer that said well give me something so i can have my own experience of it well what do you know fortunately the university didn't give me something um that was uh, well, relatively, in my mind, challenging, I suppose. Uh, but it was pretty huge for me. So what happened was I went around to my mum's. Um, she was selling some storage heaters on eBay. And I turned up to find that uh, the guy that came to board it was at the top of the stairs, clinging on to this storage heater, one, one side of which was sitting on one of the stairs. And my mum said to me, can you help him get down with it? And she hadn't taken the bricks out. I don't know if you know what a storage heater is. It's like these old heaters. Big, sharp metal thing full of bricks. <laughs> Will it retain the heat, right? Hadn't taken it out. And he was trying to get it down these steep stairs. She says, can you help him? My whole body went, no, that's crazy. The angle of it, it's just that something bad is going to happen. But at the time, I was I was feeling very duty bound, guilt tripped um, by my mum. That was I'm, I'm going to own that as my own internal um, way of dealing with it. Uh, so I agreed, in spite of everything screaming not to. 
so I get my hands under it. The guy pulls it forward. It drops the whole weight of it. My back was in a terrible position as well. It dropped on my finger and literally sliced through the uh, the tendon. It was like a ping. It just went. And um, I'm a guitarist, so my left is on my left hand. I need that finger to be solid so I can play chords. I, I, I was furious. I was devastated. I was kicking myself. It was like that's madness. But what I was was left with with a with a finger where the you know the little finger the the middle and distal the the end phalanges you know there was no bending in it you know it was floppy I could, I could flop it both ways completely it was insane. Um, so my first port of call was to go to the doctors, saw a surgeon, and he said, well, and he told me the story. He said, well, look, it's it's a tendon, it's elastic, it's it's gone. Uh, there's absolutely no way that will repair itself. So we're going to have to drill through your fingernail, put a false one in, um, hope it sets, and then you should have some functionality in your finger. And I was like, damn, that sounds bad. But at the same time, I think I got the the, the idea, okay, no, I'm not going to try surgery. I'm going to see if this is something, because it's the first thing I'd had to be told was impossible to heal. I wonder if I can actually heal this. It would be insane if I could, but could I heal this? using the methodologies, the alternative feeding, the mind-body principles, um, would that be possible? And lo and behold, um, that's exactly what happened. Um, in the work I did, just to give you sort of a tie end of this story, um, I don't know if you know this, but in palmistry, as I understand it, the little finger represents family and pretending. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was pretending I was okay to do this uh, for my mum, and I really wasn't. So again, from the mind-body uh, symbolic nature of physical accidents, um, diseases, that was part of my confirmation there. Um, but in the healing work, I realized that the, underneath it all was, it was really about teaching me about not going for the guilt and to really honor myself, which is kind of good considering we're talking about congruence today. But what happened is uh, at some point I started to get feeling back in the end of my finger and started to be able to move it. And now it is as good as new. It can bend. I can bend it on its own even, <laughs> which I can do with all my fingers, which looks a bit weird, but it's one of my little party tricks. So it's as good as new. Now, I have no idea. I don't really care how the hell that happened. I do know that there was no surgical intervention. It was literally just working on the energy, on the consciousness. In some senses, in this case, it was the history. And from that, somehow the impossible happened and I got my little finger back. So I have that direct experience of how healing the impossible, you know, well, impossible isn't necessarily impossible. So I'm going to give you a, a, a caveat around that because I've also had the question like, well, so that does that mean if we get an arm cut off, we can grow it back? Well, from that, that sort of possibility thinking, you know, I think it's possible, but I'm not sure it's possible yet. And here's why. And here's where it gets really, really interesting. Um, just I think there's a way that we have or I'm going to give you a non-personal perspective. Let me put it this way. The non-personal perspective is that we are always in a bath of energy beyond ourselves. Uh, there are different levels of it, but if we talk about the human consciousness, 
So every single one of us as a human is subject to human consciousness and there are barriers in the human consciousness. Now that isn't to say that it's impossible, it just means that there's a point at which the barrier hasn't been broken yet. A classic story to illustrate this is, you know, Roger Bannister in the four minute mile. There was a barrier in human consciousness that said it wasn't possible to break the four minute mile. Um, but um, did I say Richard? It's Roger. I think it's Roger Bannister. <laughs> I'm doubting myself. One of those, Mr. Bannister. <laughs> Someone's going to tell me, put me straight. I don't know what I said. Mr. Bannister uh, was very determined and he got into a place of believing in the possibility. He, and again, I'm going to say here, he was congruent that he could break that barrier. And indeed, at some point he did. And the interesting thing about that is that once he'd done that, he demonstrated the possibility. Um, it was very, in very short order, other people came along behind him and also broke that barrier to the point where it's, you know, I wouldn't say it's common, but it's, it's certainly common knowledge that, of course, it's possible to break the four minute mile barrier. So things like growing an arm back, um, because nobody's done it and we're not there yet, we've not gone to that point. Um, then there, there's still that barrier in human consciousness. So sometimes with these conditions that we think are impossible, there's a human consciousness barrier. Now that does not mean that you can't be the Mr. Bannister of that condition. And again, going back to that conversation about diabetes, there was a point where at some point somebody had to do it. Somebody had to be the first one that said, you know, I'm not going to take, um, I'm not going to take this idea that it's irreversible. Um, to heart. I'm going to believe it's possible. I'm going to do it. I'm going to find my congruent way to get through that barrier and, and be the demonstrator that it's possible, which other people can follow. So with that being said, let's talk about congruence. All right, so I'm going to hit you with a truth bomb, <laughs> or at least my perspective. How about that? But Here's the thing I really want you to take away. If you're in a situation where you're facing some kind of physical challenge or you've been told that it's impossible to heal, um, and by the way, this this whole concept I'm about to, to offer you isn't just about healing the impossible. It's about healing in general. It's about, in fact, it's about life in general. This is a, this is a really huge piece of the puzzle of, of how you become super empowered and impactful how your energy can begin to impact matter that's just in terms of physical healing in terms of manifesting stuff this is such a key part uh, but in the in the context of you know healing itself here's the truth bomb it's not the path or the method that you choose it's the energy behind it now this i'm gonna say it again it's not the path or the method you choose it's the energy behind it now, this is kind of a core non-personal philosophy. Again, go check out joanungmpa.com or the mpacademy.com um, if you want to find out more about, you know, the non-personal perspectives. Um, but here's the thing. It's like I talk a lot about having things in terms of what's the sponsoring energy behind something. You see, there are, again, this is my belief, there are many roads to healing. There are so many roads. It's not about there being a right and a wrong one. This is where we become incongruent is when we we believe there's a way and we have to get the right one. Then we second guess ourselves and then we take other people's opinions on and we don't find our own truth in relation to the healing path that we're on. So 
one of the the biggest arguments I see, probably because I'm in this field of you know alternative and complementary healing, um, is is there there's this argument between alternative approaches versus orthodox approaches, and it can get very polarized. Where some people say, "Oh, don't go near a doctor," you know, it's all bad. Um, it's archaic and other people will go you know don't go anywhere near that cranky stuff <laughs> you know and and there's all levels in between and the interesting thing about it is that I've seen examples of people where they will take on this argument internally when they're in a very challenging situation and honestly it can make the difference so I had a friend of mine a few years ago who um, was in this field worked in this field but she was somebody who also um, sort of had a, a sense about her where she wanted to, I guess, have someone else or an authority really um, tell her what to do, I guess, is the way to say it. And again, this is entirely my perspective. Um, and she was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And I watched her over several years flip-flop between being healed and going back into remission. Now, again, totally owning this as my perspective but what I watched her do over those years was I watched her be um, incongruent in herself in relation to it so she would do a lot of internal work where I would guess her, her heart was at in terms of using alternative methods um, inner processes and then she would get into remission and then you know she'd be told by the doctors well we need to be sure uh, to be sure we need to keep you on the tests and you have to come back and do an additional round of chemo and these kind of things. And even though I, I would have conversations with her and watch her go, I don't know if it's right, but I just want to be sure. It was like that undermined her own congruence. She went back and every time she went back, it would come back again. Now, I want to be really super clear here. And, and she passed away, unfortunately. Um, I want to be really clear here. What I'm not saying here is that the orthodox medicine was wrong and the alternative was right. What I'm trying to highlight with this by sharing this story is that from my perspective, and this is the point, it was the incongruence, it was the energy behind it that did it. Um, and from my understanding, I knew her ever so well. Um, I believe her heart was really with the alternative, but that, that lack of congruence, taking on the doctor's authority opinion was what undermined it and meant ultimately she, um, she couldn't sustain the, the healing. So, again, if you look at alternative and orthodox medicine, just staying with this particular aspect, there can be lots of different conflicts, but this one, when you really break it down, each of those arenas can have conflict within themselves. If you go into orthodox medicine, there can be arguments between different factions of orthodox medicine about what's the best treatment for any particular condition. Same goes in the alternative and complementary therapies. People will fight their corner for their particular approach or their method. And even, you know, with their clients, make other approaches wrong. Now, I, I think, my, I'm going to soapbox for a moment. I think that's hugely ir irresponsible. I, I think that if you can do anything, and again, this brings me back to MPA mastery, it's really about dropping your agenda about what is the right way as a as a coach a therapist a, a well-being practitioner um, and i would also say as, as a doctor it's like if if you can help someone to find their congruence find what truly connects with themselves 
then their healing journey and the possibility of healing those really challenging things is going to be logarithmically exponentially much higher uh, rate of their body mind and the physical methods working together in a way that brings them into wholeness and into healing so what let's get into the nub of what congruence what i mean by congruence so it's it's really about knowing what's right for you in a sense you could call it trusting your gut and it's it's something that is you can't put a formula on it but what you can do is learn the skill and begin to do the work that allows you to have faith in yourself trusting and it may take experimentation <laughs> through the time um, to really know your own mind to know what matters to you what resonates with you and then really stand in it and this can be a huge boundary issue um, it's part of you know I've got a course called boundary bootcamp you can go and check that out again the mpacademy.com slash boundary bootcamp I think it's one word should have checked this before I brought this up uh, I will link it in the show notes um, but it can be a boundary issue because one of the things that can really um, have an impact on our congruence is being influenced by other people's opinions. In fact, if you go and check out episode 72, it's all about, you know, helping you to not be so influenced by other people's opinions. In fact, you know, MPA itself is a fantastic tool for helping you to be you know not influenced by other people's opinions now i want to make a distinction here because um there's a difference to listening to other people's opinions which i think is really really important and then choosing from your core to take from that information what resonates with you as distinct from sort of being influenced where you're listening to other people's opinions and then choosing their opinions over your truth based on either fear or people pleasing or just you know that sort of deep sense of self-doubt so there's a there's a real difference there so it's really about coming into knowing you know knowing what is the truth for you and if you can drop your agenda about there being a right way forward and just really learn to listen to yourself then you can become congruent and then congruence um really in a space of connect grounded connection to yourself is the energy from which you choose from the myriad of methods and then that energy infuses whatever method or approach you choose as part of your healing path which can you know can be a zigzag checker path or a straight line doesn't matter as long as you stay congruent and that is the energy that i found has been the difference between uh in a sense fully healing in certain situations versus not fully healing or even you know in case of terminal cases it can be a matter of life and death so it's pretty huge um, topic to cover here um, there's a couple other episodes i want to point you to if there's something that you find um, a challenge so episode 79 is how to get your needs met and i mentioned that one because again when you're in a situation where you've got some kind of physical condition you can often be surrounded by people um, who have those other opinions they will tell you you're crazy for doing orthodox medicine or they'll tell you that you're wrong for choosing chemo you know fuck them <laughs> tell them what you need but there's an episode 79 which says how to get your needs met 
um, which again will help you look at sometimes it, it, it's, it can be a challenge to because it is a need to have your um, to have your truth be acknowledged and seen um, at least within yourself or and within that to get support on that is I would say a need um, and also episode number 82 how to stop feeling invalidated again it's in the same vein these are all episodes that are really going to support you um, in finding and maintaining your um, your congruence. I think the last piece of the equation here that I, I want to bring in is that a lot of those other people's opinions um, and the and how they get internalized within yourself so that you end up not feeling congruent in the path you choose is is dogma and prejudice. So again we take on these ideas from the greater the wider consciousness and um, and it becomes a dogmatic idea now dogmatic ideas are blinding they will blind they can blind you and they can blind other people to any other possibility when you're fully in connection with yourself you can then become congruent around um, being open and available to whatever path shows itself and find it's like feeling, imagine it's like, it's like feeling around with your fingers in the dark. It's like if you feel around with your fingers in the dark and, and the only thing you're open to is, I don't know, I'm just, I'm winging this, is smoothness, you know, then you're not going to feel the rough bits, which may be the answer. When you drop your agenda, when you drop your prejudice, then you're available to feel whatever's there. And each different thing that you feel, each different possibility, each path that you feel if you're open and have that open connection to go, does that resonate? And then you can go really clearly, yes, and then feel congruent about it. Then that's when you can find a different path forward. So again, coming back to MPA mastery, because uh, it's relevant in as much as this is the whole thing that we do in the practitioner training. Um, if you want to become an MPA practitioner training, believe me, you're going to go through a crucible where you absolutely get to see and discover those dogmas, those barriers, how they show up in your life and how they show up in your practice uh, with your clients. Because if there's a dogma in you, it's going to show up as resistance in your client. It's going to make everything harder. You're going to be exhausted. They're going to be exhausted. Probably limit the number of clients you can have, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's the key, as I said, is that I, I absolutely firmly believe that congruence is the key to healing the impossible. It's also the key to really finding true power in your life. If you allow yourself just to come into that connection to that grounded um, sense of knowing, trusting and having faith in what is true for you. All right. Well, God, I got on a bit of a rant there, didn't I? <laughs> well, do let me know. Let me know your experience with this. Let me know your thoughts. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you've got comments right there. If you listen to it on one of the podcast platforms, which don't tend to have comments, just go and hit me up on social media. You'll find me on Instagram at Joel Young MPA. You'll find me on Facebook. If you go to MPA Rocks, you can comment there. Um, get in on the conversation or get on YouTube, Joel Young. It's youtube.com slash Joel Young. Um, and also remember, you can check the show notes out if you go to www.beabrillianthuman.com slash 86 for today's episode. And if you're curious, if you're someone who works with other people one-on-one -on -one or would like to, because you can use MPA as a standalone method, 
then um, you haven't got long because we're starting on the 6th of, uh, 6th of June. So um, if you don't jump in now, you'll be waiting a year. <laughs> this is going to be an amazing training. I'd love to have a Beer Brilliant Human listener um, come on the course. You get to be certified, uh, recommended and educated by me as the creator and custodian of MPA. It's six months. And uh, in that time, you are going to absolutely wrangle out all the details, learn some magical tools, um, be connected to some, to some other amazing people. So either you can go to uh, thempaacademy.com, put that www in front of it, www.thempaacademy.com slash NPA Mastery, November Papa Alpha Mastery. Have a look there. Um, or just reach out and get in touch. I'm really open to having a chat um, with you if you just want to ask questions and, and get a feel for it, see if it's right for you. I'd love you to come join me, so go check that out. And if you haven't already hit that subscribe button, please do that. I would love you to subscribe uh, and join us on this ongoing journey. And also, if you enjoy this, there's no better way to share this podcast than to tell someone you know about it. Just go, oh, there was this amazing podcast. That was almost an Australian accent. <laughs> amazing, amazing podcast. <laughs> So here's the thing. Share it. Use an Australian accent. That's how it works. <laughs> no, I'd love you to share it with someone you know. Just tell them they can they can just Google or share um, or go and search for Be A Brilliant Human with Joel Young um, or just take them to the website www.beabrilliantshuman.com. Right, that's it. That's enough. We're done for today. Uh, fantastic. Thanks for being here. Um, I hope this has given you some insight. And if you are facing some kind of uh, physical challenge, um, then really find that congruence in yourself. And of course, I'm always here. I still have some open spaces in my one-to-one -one practice. Reach out if you want some professional and experienced support from me. And again, you can find the links for that on the show notes. Until next time, big hugs to you. And all that remains is to cue the moon. <laughs>